Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. As a parent, it's so exciting to sit on the sidelines at a game and watch your child play soccer or football or basketball or baseball or any of these team sports. It's a lot of fun. It can also be frustrating, a little nerve wracking, but it's so good for the kids. My guest today is Dr. Kelsey Logan. She's the director of the Division of Sports Medicine at Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center, and she's an associate professor of pediatrics in internal medicine at the University of Cincinnati. So Dr. Logan, we as parents know how great it is. And some parents aren't quite sure if their kids will thrive in team sports or if they'll be made to feel like not the best one on the team. Tell us about the benefits that sports participation offers. Thank you. It is a pleasure to be with you. This is um this is possibly my favorite topic to discuss is is how to help kids be in organized sports and sports and it be healthy for them and support their emotional and psychological development as well as their physical development. Um, <clears throat> the benefits of participating in organized sports are incredibly wide ranging. There's been many, many studies that we looked at for the, the AAP statement on organized sports for children, pre-adolescents and adolescents um, that's being published. And they range from anything from improvement in mental health to better social skills to better bone mineral density um, as an adult um, to being able to um, control your weight better, uh, have better self-reflection, better time management, um, uh, better organization skills. They're incredibly wide-ranging and encompass both physical and psychological issues. Well, they certainly do. And let's start with sort of psychological issues because... Team sports or even individual competition like tennis or golf or any of those come with all of those benefits you mentioned, but they also come with nerves. They come with a fear of failure, but they also come with that sense of achievement and self-esteem. How as parents can we balance the nerves that our children have between that really great feeling that when you know when the kid just got that, you know, goal or or hit the basket, whatever they did, how do we balance that for them? Okay, this is a great topic. Um, and it really hits to what we're trying to do as parents at the at the core of it. You know, we're trying to help them develop and feel good about themselves, but keep progressing. Um, trying to figure out how to help them stay um, motivated and progressing um, and, and feel good. So, there's um, there's a study that was published a few years ago that looked at why kids enjoy sports, and they they rank fun as the first thing. It's not winning. It's not getting stuff or getting to travel. It's fun, and parents and coaches have a major role in making this fun. So these were the tenets of fun: learning how to be a good sport, trying hard, positive coaching, feeling supported by your family. Um, your parents. Um, and that also the part of uh, being fun in sport included equal playing time, especially for younger kids. So as a parent, and I include myself in this because my kids are in organized sports and I'm trying to negotiate the same thing that you asked. 
if supporting them and helping them know that participating in whatever organized sport they choose is important to you and you want to support them just for them to make progress, that goes a long way in helping them stay active in it. The focus should not be on how much you win, how much you progress, or um, the competitive type of mentality, especially at younger ages. It needs to be on, do you enjoy it? Is this something that you personally like to do and feel confident at? One other point I, I would like to mention as far as the competency, we know that kids who feel competent at what they're doing are going to enjoy it. Doesn't that just make sense? They're going to enjoy it more and they're going to stay in it more. So kids who start to learn organized sports skills, throwing, catching, fielding, running, jumping, all those things early on in life, they tend to be able to control their bodies better and be more effective at almost any organized sport and they stay in it longer. What a great point. And, and, as a mom, and my daughter was really good at soccer, and she was a tiny, tiny little peanut, and she was so good. But as she got older and the girls got taller and their legs and their stride length got longer, I found it, Dr. Logan, frustrating for me. Here was a daughter who, who scored seven goals in a game and was the star of the team. And then as we went on, it wasn't so much. And I did have to catch myself. I found myself saying, now, why didn't you just run around that girl? Or why didn't you pass to your teammate there instead of getting the ball? I found myself doing that. And I, and I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing that because I'm in sports medicine and I know better. What do you want yeah. parents to know about keeping our own, you know, we have our own sort of priorities for our kids, and how can we keep those levels in check when we're rooting for our kids, yay, and then going, well, why didn't, why didn't she do that? It is so hard. <laughs> it's so it? hard. It is, it is so very hard to, to see a kid who has worked and worked and worked in one sport suddenly not doing that well. Um, boy, I always wished I had three inches more height so I could continue playing basketball, but it just didn't work out for me. You know, I think one of the problems that parents have is that we, we, we have the ability to reflect on all that hard work that they've done over several years, many years in some cases, and we hate for them to give that up. And so when they're struggling, we kind of, you know, want them to knuckle down and just push through it. There is plenty of evidence showing that we just need to close our mouths. And that is so Why? hard for us so hard. because we want to encourage them. But the encouraging is really more designed to help them self-reflect because ultimately they have to make the decision. They're the ones doing the work. And whatever sport they're involved in, it, it has to be motivated by their own goals. So our jobs as parents to help them fully develop as a very productive and capable person is to help them understand what they want and what's important to them and how, and our job is to try to help them meet those goals, right? Try to help them have the skills, remove some of the barriers to meeting those goals, but they really need to have those goals. There's a, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence that looks at, they've, kids have commented on what they want their parents to do on the sidelines and what they want them to say to them in the car. <laughs> it's, really not, it's really not much. They don't want us to say much except for, I saw you really working hard. How did you feel like it went for you? How are you feeling about things going? Is there anything I can help you with? Ugh, Making yeah. <laughs> progress on their actual performance and how good they are really doesn't help them. 
And that's so hard because it's natural to so us. So hard in the car. It, it really is. And and so while we're talking about parents, because I do want to get into the availability and access to sporting yeah. programs. But before we do that, as, as long as we're on the parents, on the sideline, in the car is one thing. It's the parents. And you've told us how we really should behave and, and what we should strive to do. But on the sidelines is a different deal now with my daughter in badminton. We're not even allowed to say a word. We're not even really allowed to clap. With my son in gymnastics, we can hoot and holler and cheer and everything we want. But with some sports, you really see those parents, Dr. Logan, that are like, he got fouled and he, you know, and they go at it and they go at the coaches. Right now, doctor, as a sports medicine professional that you are, tell parents how you want them to behave on the sidelines and what you want us to do. Because some sports get really, they've kicked parents out. And some, you know, parents get really angry and really upset about stuff. And I always found that just baffling. It's like, really? Come on. It doesn't mean that much. Tell us what you want us to know. It is really hard um, as a parent to know what you should do. And, um, you know, I, I have to think that most of the, let's call it enthusiastic <laughs> cheering and, and being an advocate for your child on the sidelines, it comes from a place of, genuinely wanting to see your kid do well and wanting to see your child being treated fairly and succeed, right? So let's say that. But the ways that we do that, we have to be really careful that we are showing our children how to act. Remember that I I talked about that one of the most important things to kids when they're playing organized sports is having fun. And one of the top tenets of that is being a good sport. They want us to be leaders. They need us to be leaders. And so a positive attitude and Yes, cheering when it's appropriate, certainly never cheering against another team or making comments about what the officials are doing. Those things are not, um, they're not going to help your child. They're going to teach your child um, some things that you really don't want them to repeat, and they're not going to teach them the elements of being a good sport. If something really needs to be addressed, you feel like the child is being treated inappropriately by a coach or by an official, something, have that conversation in private with that person. Don't let all the other parents and the kids on the field and the other adults that are there hear you doing that. True. I mean, it does make the other parents look and be like, oh, my God, you know, taking it just a little too seriously. Now, access really should be available. And I'm lucky I live in a spot where there were so many organized sports, it was hard to choose. But what about kids with disabilities? What about rural areas? What does the AAP want those communities to know about that importance and how they can set up programs and get involved so that every child has that experience and that chance to participate in team sports? Well, it's incredibly important, as you allude to. There's there's evidence that shows that kids who have both um, mental and physical disabilities can flourish in organized sports. The problem is, is that many pediatricians aren't really aware of the programs that are in their communities. And so with this organized sports statement, we're encouraging them to do that, to become aware of what's offered at recreational centers, what's offered at schools, what's offered with um, with youth teams. And if there are not appropriate um, avenues for kids with disabilities to be involved, then let's start putting some pressure on those sports organizations to do it. Additionally, another part of access is making sure that kids who don't want to play at that very elite, very high level can still play. So the 
the disturbing trend that we see in sports medicine is there's more and more clubs and leagues developing higher and higher level athletes. Yes, they are. Well, there's some kids they, some kids just don't want to do that. They have other things in their lives, or they they may not have the skills to play at the very highest level. Most of us do not. And if those recreational and casual leagues go away, we are we are losing. That's what the research shows. We are losing those kids to inactivity. Now, that causes a world of problems associated with their general health, as well as their academic outcomes and mental health outcomes. So, we are encouraging pediatricians and parents to demand that schools and community organizations continue to allow avenues for kids who want to want to participate at a slightly lower level for fun and for physical activity. Well, I'm glad you brought up the word fun because one of the things I've noticed with some of these club teams and travel sports is while the kids do great and they learn high level you know, sports and and prevention and injury, and they have great coaches and they're very expensive. They tend to lose their will to play that sport. My son had a gymnast friend who was incredible. This kid was incredible. And he said to my son, he said, after all these years, I've lost my passion and I have the skill. He goes, you have the passion. You can learn the skill. So he said, you know, this kid had, he just wasn't interested in it anymore. And he was a high level athlete. So I think some of these clubs push them just a little too hard. And maybe it's just a little too much expecting. I mean, eight o'clock at night games and travel on the weekends, and it's a little too much. So I would like to also touch on injury prevention and the quality of the coaching, because in some of these, you know, just in park districts and things, some of the parents are the coaches. What do you want these organizations to know about concussion, about ACL, about prevention of sports injuries, and teaching these kids good habits that will last them a lifetime so they don't get injured? Right. So there's a, there's a couple topics in there. One is, there I is. think what you're talking about is really risk for burnout. Um, and and I've experienced that myself. And then how do we how do we make the sport healthy for them, and and prevent injuries at the same time? Now to speak to very specific injury prevention programs, education goes a long way. So the the laws um, and practices surrounding concussion education in our um, in our country have really helped. Um, we're seeing concussions reported at a much um, higher rate now, and and typically these athletes are recovering just fine and going back to their sport, but at least they're being reported so that we can treat them. Um, ACL and other knee injury prevention has um, been something that's been debated for a long, long time. There are several very effective injury prevention programs, but coaches have a hard time giving up their practice time to do them. That's so, true. That's really tough. Um, now, I do see parents trying to help their child with this, very well intended in their off season, take them to programs that are designed to do some injury prevention. But I, I, I would encourage people to think about um, about burnout as a risk. And we had a we had a statement from the AP published a few years ago on overtraining and burnout and the recommendations are pretty strong to with the overarching goal of keeping a child invested in sport for the long term we need to have some shorter term goals about rest and about allowing them to do other things and so recommending 
several months off per year from a specific sport or any sport so that they can do other things is helpful, at least one day off a week. So there's some guidelines in that overtraining and burnout statement that are also that are helpful. And then one of the things that I really would like to stress, especially to elite clubs and high-level teams, is that the clubs are becoming more and more pressurized to tell kids, you can't participate in anything else besides this sport, and you're going to do this sport you know, 52 weeks of the year. That is a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for kids feeling like they already have a job at age 14, and they're going to quit. So... For parents, I would really watch out for clubs that encourage your kid to drop everything else. That is not appropriate developmentally. And kids need to be involved in sports sampling and doing other things outside of sport to complete their whole person development. So that's one of the things I would ask clubs when you're considering joining. Do you pre- is this going to prevent my child from playing other things or from doing other things? Well, it also, that sports-specific training that we're seeing more and more puts those kids at overuse injuries, and if they don't take time off those sports, they absolutely can't get rid of whatever that injury is, and then they don't get a chance to try other sports. Before we wrap up, Dr. Logan, when I ask you for your best advice, for parents, a big question is, you put your kid in soccer, they hate it. You put your kid in basketball, maybe they hate it. Do we make them finish out the season? Oh, man, that is something that I struggle with as well. I think that that is a a parenting choice. However, this is a great opportunity to talk to your child about the benefits and the risks of continuing. Again, I am very, I'm a very strong advocate for for encouraging and supporting our children as they make their own decisions. Ultimately, sport has got to be child-led. We do not want them to be miserable. But in some situations, they might be able to say, okay, you know what, I'm really not enjoying it. I know this is going to be my last season, but these are some things that I can do to make it more fun for me for the rest of the year. And the parent can support them in that. There may be some, some situations where the child really does hate it. And it is causing some problems in other areas of his life. And and at that point, I think you need to listen to your own internal parental voice and just do what you think is right for your child. Well, I think the main message here is fun and learning and sportsmanship. And when you're stressing a kid out by forcing them into a sport they don't love, then that does make them stressed. And then it can change their attitude about a lot of things. So I've seen that happen. So wrap it up for us. Your best advice on children and organized sports and how you want parents to encourage that for our children and be involved, but also step back just a little bit and let our kids fail or succeed as they will. Yes. Yes. So so bottom line, early on in their lives, I want parents to be there with their kids playing one-on-one free play, helping them develop some skills that they'll ultimately use in organized sports. And then as their child shows interest, remember the child shows interest in organized sport, encourage them, facilitate their involvement in that help them on their own if they want, and then listen to them as they go through for what's not enough, what's too much, what their interests are going to evolve because they're changing people. And so we, as a parent, knowing your child really well and spending time just listening to what they want is crucial, and you'll succeed if you do that. 
Absolutely great advice, and what a good message for parents. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your incredible expertise and something that so many parents, both you and I, struggle with as a parent watching your child play sports and the nerves, but it's so exciting, and it's so great for parents. Thank you again. You're listening to Healthy Children. All of our experts are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the gold standard, and we love our pediatricians here at Radio. MD. Share this show with your friends because it's so important that all parents get involved and hear the great messages that we're putting out here. You can listen on RadioMD.com or you can listen on iHeart or iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere podcasts are played. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for joining us and stay well.